you can turn that off. We're here. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> it's a little late. It's all right. Hey, everybody. Wow, how good has it been this morning? It's been awesome. We're going to run through these announcements real quick. Get and it. these announcements are also declarations that these events are happening. We're doing them with yes. full belief that they're happening, right? So first off, we have our egg scramble, our annual egg scramble that is happening the ne next month on the 11th from 9.30 to 12. So come on out. Grab a breakfast taco and love on somebody, yeah? Yes, yes. And next Saturday, next Saturday, March 21st at 6 p.m., we're going to have a healing night. It's like Saturday service. We're probably going to have some worship, but we're going to be focusing on healing. We're going to be going after it, too. So if you know anyone that's sick, we don't care what it is. Bring them in. All right, this one's for the guys. Guys, we're having a men's advance. The way don't tell anyone. It's only men. Men allowed, no women. So we're going to do that again. All of it's in the foyer. Go sign up. Yep. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell your wives. Don't tell. It's just men only. It's just the men. Go out there. Go out there and register. We're gonna have a special sale on the book sale as well. Uh, it's if y'all don't know, we um, sell books in the little cubby in the foyer. And what it does is it supports the healing ministry. It's setting up the square and the quad outreach slash healing ministry. Book sales cover the cost of fifty percent. So. Um, there's a 20% dis uh, discount and taxes included on the sticker price, so take off from that. Awesome. You guys, welcome Elizabeth. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to tell about that. The reason that announcement is on there is actually because uh, the, the healing rooms, I don't, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> the healings ministry uh, it covers their own costs, they, and they really have a heart to increase the healing ministry to the square to the quad like we're going out all right that's why we're not having healing rooms every saturday anymore it's just the first and third saturday on the property the other two they want to go out but there are costs involved in that they're buying banners and signs and the things that they need uh, you know to be present outside i mean they you know they don't want to be just the random two people that walk up to you know hey let me pray for you like they want to make it organized and really really a place that people can can, can you know like oh well, we recognize you does that make sense? So we need your support in, in the bookstore because the sales from the bookstore go directly to that. That is the profit that's made from the bookstore goes to the healing ministry. All right, I know you can buy those books on Amazon. We're well aware. But would you support the healing ministry? It might be a couple dollars more. I don't know. Maybe not today since there's a really good sale happening. So I missed the sale. I didn't understand what he said, but somebody else does hopefully. But We're good. good. Bless it. Got plenty to say. All right. So uh, we have a guest here from Iran. Iran. I'm going to need a mic. And uh, we wanted to give him the opportunity to bless and speak blessing over his nation. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me here today. I'm really, you know, I really enjoyed this service. Actually, today I want to pray for my country, my nation. You know, they are not in a good situation. As you know, that they are slaves in, in, in hands of bad, bad management, bad regime. I don't know how to call it. Actually, beside the people, uh, nurses and doctors, they are falling in my country. Just uh, please pray for them. Uh, actually, the situation is really bad in Iran. Actually, they are, they are suffering too many pains and, you know, even the doctors and nurses, they don't have these gloves and masks. 
there. So I really want you to pray with me for them, for the wow. nurses, for the doctors. Yes. You know, actually, God bless uh, President Trump who invited us. You know, actually, I came over here. Uh, God bless Vice President Pence who is fighting in this nation. And actually, he, actually I'm pretty sure that this nation is going to save the world. Mm. I'm pretty sure of it. And uh, pray, pray for all nations, other, all other nations, and say that. Pray, please, pray for my nation. Iran is. Go ahead. Not in a good I, why don't you just pray in your language for your nation? We're going to join with you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Bless you. Yeah. And just one more thing that for all you know that Iranian nation, Iranian people, they are really true American lovers. Ah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. All right. Well, we were going to go short today, I, I promise. And... Uh, but um, just one of the things that I just want to, I feel like the Lord just wants to release in the atmosphere is that Claudia was feeling a word from the Lord about just uh, taking heed of what you hear. And there's going to be a lot of, and I, I promise you in the next two weeks, there's going to be a lot of opinion. Go, but whose report have you believed? And, and, and listen, I grew up in, in, in faith-filled churches. I really did. But I'm, that doesn't remove any responsibility or integrity or honor we have for people or what's going on. But how we believe, especially in the fear level and what's being released over us, will determine how we live. It's just going to determine. And, and I, I wrote this down, and it's supposed to be at the end, but I'm going to start with it. That I actually believe that we're like in a, in like, there's these moments in time. Time goes like this, but God creates Kairos moments for the church to actually step in. And he always wants the church to be great, but when the enemy comes in, I, I like to say it this way, like a flood, God wants to come in. And, and I believe we're in a Kairos moment. I, I was telling Chris, I actually believe... I can feel this the most since 9-11 that this is a Kairos moment for the church. Where it's a moment where the church doesn't get up and say, Oh, you unbelievers, how dare you not believe in healing? Stop it. Don't do that. A belief system that's so loving and caring for people. So much care for our world. So much care for people's health and life. That you can't help but pray. You can't help but love. You can't help but overflow. And, and it's going to require you to have a different belief system. And I'm just going to say this. This is a real simple thing. If you need to quit watching the news, quit watching the news. And really, if you're like a 12-hour-a-day person, I really encourage you to stop that. Like, know what's going on and then and then... Just, I mean, because you, I mean, don't stick your head in the sand, but know what's going on, but don't dwell in it. Yeah. Don't drink it in. Don't, don't, don't just get drunk on the fear. Okay? And so I just want to encourage you that. So I'm going to do this in 15 minutes. So here we go. Ready? 
Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or virus or news or unbelief? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to the slaughter. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the magnificent, powerful, amazing, great love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That must be our foundation. That must be our foundation. And I just feel like God wants me to tell you that in the Old Testament, they had to make a, a, a pole with a serpent on it for people to look at. But Jesus said, no, I'm going to be lifted up one time. And if you'll keep your eyes on me, not sickness, not famine, not disease, not an economic failure, nothing can separate you from what I am establishing in you right now. So I want to tell you this. Keep your eyes on Jesus right now. Look at him and listen. He's not just on that cross anymore. He's high and lifted up. He's in heaven right now. And he's, he's not only interceding for us, but he is telling the Father how great we are. And he's reminding the devil his place. Every time the enemy accuses and tries to release something, he's saying, no, I did that. I took care of that. So we just got to keep our focus on him. But I want to just take just a really practical minute because I was thinking about, you know, storms. And oftentimes we, 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 we preach out of John and out of Matthew, out of Mark, of the storm of the disciples going across the... You know, but that really didn't require any unbelievers. They had some unbelief, but they weren't unbelievers, right? And and I want to talk to you about what does it look like, what is our role as God's people in global storm? What's our role? And I started thinking about the story in Acts 27, 28 of, of Paul, the apostle. He's on his way to Rome. And he's on a ship with a bunch of unbelievers. And, and just the context is he tells them we shouldn't sail because it's not going to be good. And they're like, we're the sailors. We know what's going on. Shut up, prisoner. But they, so they go, and what happens? They get in all kinds of storm. It, it actually has a name. It's called a Northeastern. It must be something special. It's like a hurricane, but they disappear for so many days, they don't even know how many days. It just says there was darkness over it and and Saul I mean Paul at this time is 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 the light in the darkness he is the believer and there's some of his guys with him if you read it but the truth is they had to determine what their role was going to be with a whole group of the world I want to use the rest of the ship as the world today and I want you to see hey we have a role here and we have, to be, we have to be present in it. Or let me tell you, the world would have died. The whole ship would have been lost. And, and so we're, I'm just going to do five quick things. I promise they're going to be quick because we said we were going to do something short today. And, but here's the most important thing 
We have to understand. We have to understand our role in the atmosphere of fear and hopelessness is hope and faith. Remember, it's all based in love. And I believe hope, faith, and love are all mixed together and all swirl up. But there's moments that one is the foundation that springs the others. Like it's talking about in Philippians, it says, hey, from our hope, faith, and love spring up. But I believe in the atmosphere of chaos, it's from the love of God. Like Joseph was talking about, as we breathe in the love of God, hope and faith come out of us. So what's our role? Well, the first one is this. We have to be carriers of the word of the Lord. We must be carriers of the word of the Lord. Paul, from the minute he got on that boat, knew what God was saying for them to have ultimate success in their journey. And how did he do that? It wasn't because he was a sailor. It was because he carried the word of the Lord. And it's amazing after they get into the first storm and they've been, they've been thrown about and they've thrown everything aboard and they've actually tied the, the ship together if you read the story. And they're all in this midst. Paul comes to him. He says, I love Paul. I'm not advising this, listen, but he always has a little dig. He says, he says this in verse 21. It says, men, you should have taken my advice not to sell from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because no one of you will be lost, not one of you. Only the ship will be destroyed. (coughs) And I feel like that's not corona, it's okay. (laughs) I I feel like that that God is, is wanting us to understand that that sometimes we're more worried about the ship than people. And God is wanting us to understand that the word of the Lord was, hey, the world is going to be saved in this. Those unbelievers, those of you that don't even know, because of what God is saying and doing in me, you're going to be safe. He is carrying the word of the Lord for the ship. He's carrying it. And I just want to encourage you right now, are you carrying the word of the Lord? Are you carrying it for, your, for the world? I want you to lift your eyes up for a minute. And I mean, I, I know for your families, and obviously we want safety for our family and our kids and, our, and, and just all those that we love this place. But are our eyes lifting up and are we thinking about the world? Are we offering hope to the world? Are we giving hope to the world? Are we carrying a word that when people hear it say, that's different? And let me tell you, I'm hearing reports all week of people carrying the word of the Lord and people saying, oh man, I want to hear that. Why? Because they're hearing everything else. And, and they're waiting for the word of the Lord to come, okay? Just, if you, if you need a word for protection, just read Psalms 91, will you? Just get in there. He's promised it to us. I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is our refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in your ways. We're going to do them in a minute. They will lift up their hands so that you will not strike your foot. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. 
And this is my favorite part. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him and I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. There's a word you have right there. You say, I need a word of the Lord just to make me feel at peace. There it is. But then you've got to be a a person that carries hope. You know, I I love what he says. He says, the ship will be lost, but what matters is going to be safe. It's you. And so we just, we want to, I want to encourage you just to carry the word of the Lord. The second one, create a thin place, an atmosphere for heaven to interact with earth. God is looking for people who have such a belief system that heaven says, man, we can get right in there with them. I love what Paul says. He says, there's an angel came to me last night and told me everything that's about to happen. And if you'll believe me, we'll all be safe. I want to encourage you in this time, create a thin place where other people that couldn't imagine God breaking in, they get near you and say, man, I feel so alive and so full of hope and so full of life. And, and you can say, well, yeah, there's angels all around. Real angels, not like saying it out of faith. There's actually angels warring on your behalf. Yeah, they are, aren't they? There was a whole bunch of them in here earlier. Number three. I'm doing good. We must be those who have wisdom and understanding for the moment. I feel like that this is one the church has missed terribly. That we we haven't carried wisdom and understanding so the world actually wants our advice or wants our breakthrough or, or wants what we're carrying because we, we've done it in such a way that there hasn't been any wisdom and understanding presented to them, so it's not attractive. Listen, how many when you were kids loved the know-it-all? Come on. If you were the know-it-all, you're like, sure, I did. No, <laughs> but if, 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 what I'm saying is the, earth, the world is not looking for a know-it-all church. They're looking for a church that's walking in such grace and understanding that we're understanding the moment, and we, we're like the men of Issachar. We understand the times. And we always quote that part, but rarely do I hear the second part of that verse quoted. Is that, and they knew what to do with it. They knew how to handle it. They knew how to give it to people. They knew how to come to people and say, I understand this is fearful, but I want to tell you a better way. I understand that this is challenging. And Paul understood that the guys were freaking out because they were sailors and they had had friends all disappear. And he didn't say, hey, you bunch of losers, just stick with me and I'll teach you how to swim. He said, God wants you to know he's for you. And he's going to protect you. And we're all coming out of this. And it's crazy because they're about to kill all the prisoners. And Paul says, if you do that, none of you will make it because the promise was all of us are making it. And the captain says, okay, trust him. Why? They were heeding what Paul was saying because he was the graciousness and the truth and wisdom that he was carrying. I got a whole lot more on that, but I'm going to be good. One thing. Safety comes to those that we're caring for or taking responsibility of when we, when we will embrace the truth of the wisdom and understanding that God has given us. Safety will come 
to those. Safety is our portion to hand people. And, and you know, I'm going to be good. Okay, fourth one. This, here's the story real quick. The ship wrecks, falls all apart. Those that swam, swam in. They were really close to Malta. Those that couldn't swim, grabbed on their logs, came in. Everyone makes it. Why? Because God said everyone's going to make it. Then they get there, and the story gets crazy. They build a fire. They're all standing around. A viper comes out and, and gets hold of Paul, and he shakes it off into the fire, and it says that the Maltans were watching, saying, he will die soon. And he doesn't. And it catches their attention. But I, I, there's another really cool part there, and it just says that they found great favor with those on the island. I think when you're in the middle of the word of the Lord, even in the storm, you're walking in favor. You're walking in favor. But the, the fourth thing you must do as a role of, God, of God's people in the storm is you have to overflow life, even in the storm. A lot of us have been taught, man, we've got to overflow when, when we're at the mountaintop, when we're sore and when we're flying, when we're at our best, when everything's perfect. And I want to tell you that in the midst of all this, Paul never shut off that he was an apostle. Paul never shut off that he was a lover of Jesus. He never shut off the fact that he was going to love these guys. He never, then he gets to an island he's never been. He didn't shut off. He thought, oh, the gospel's here. The gospel's here. What am I saying? We have to give people a valid expression of the kingdom of God in this season. We must. We must be an example of it. We must be pouring it out. We must be realizing that God has an answer for this virus on earth, and it's called the church. It's called Keith Taylor. He's like, Keith Taylor, you're one of my answers. And if it's one-on-one, be one-on-one. And if it's a group of people, what am I saying? Though you must be a valid expression of the kingdom of God. I, I, it's time for harvest. Lolly got up here, man. She was like bouncing around like Tigger. Why? Because she had so much fire in her coming out about the harvest. I talked to her on Thursday. We were just standing out on the sidewalk. And the joy and hope coming out of her was contagious. Why? Because she was recognizing that in the storm, it's time for harvest. All right, last one. Because I, 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 I feel like I cannot skip this. Our role in the atmosphere of fear and hopelessness, what's our role in the storm? First of all, we, the last thing is this. We have to believe for everything we need. And the reason I bring that up is is because I believe that in this, in, you know, it's talking about, hey, the ship's going to be lost, you're all going to be saved. But if you read what happened on Malta, all their needs and everything was given to them. Why? Because God was supplying all their needs according to his riches and glory. He was providing, and it was supernatural. It was the, the life that was coming out of them was causing their super, their, the, the supply for their needs. The life was affecting people, and the people were giving them what they need. So much so, it goes on down, it says, when it, when it came time to sail, they were given a ship. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up on the ship that we could care less about the people. And God's saying, I need a people who will care for my world. And don't worry about the ship. I'll provide it. You have to believe he will supply. Why? 
Because, man, I, I was doing okay with the whole virus thing until they threw in the economy. And then they're like, bad, economy's bad, 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 bad. And people were calling like, how's the church going to make it? The school's going to, everybody's so full of love and faith, you know? And they're like, how are you going to make it? Are people giving? And I'm like, I just know God's going to supply all of our needs. And, and whether there's 10 people here or 10,000, he's, he's the supplier of our needs. And we can't get so caught up on the ship. We can't get so caught up. <laughs> Sorry. Every now and then it gets me. Uh, you can't get so caught up on the ship. Your needs, my job, all these things, my portfolio of stocks, my RAs. Listen, I haven't even looked. I don't want to. Because my God, that, that thing doesn't supply my needs. It doesn't supply my retirement. It doesn't supply all those things. God does. But I'm telling you, it's a belief system that's different. Because when the world is saying fear, 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 recession, economy, jobs, all these things, God's saying, I supply your needs. I've got your needs. And, and it's going to require one of the roles of God's people is to believe that he loves us enough to provide for us. So here's what we're going to do. Chris, I want you to come up here. And those around us, that's it. Like, it didn't just provide for Paul. Everybody got to ride on the new boat. This is a time for the church. And let me just say who the church is. It's you. We are the church. This building is a building. You are the church. And it is time for the church. It is a kairos moment for the church. Like, I really believe this. As the church responds in faith towards our economy, there's going to be a bounce back. I believe that. And, well, if you don't want to believe for faith in that, then enjoy recession. I mean, the alternative is to believe higher. And as Steve Backlund always says, the highest form of spiritual warfare is to believe higher. So Chris just felt something in his heart to pray for the economy. And I just feel like we're going to do that. And then we're going to end by praying for harvest. So I'm going to ask you to stand up. Bert, you want to step up here too? I know Bert's going to pray as well. I, I think Bert needs to pray into specific strategies. This is his wheelhouse. But I feel like we need to release two things, hope and creativity. Because, Jesus, we lean on you for divine inspiration. So over, over the marketplace, let hope and creativity arise. Let fear run out the door. And, God, we just say right now, we see all these ashes, but we're going to trade them all in for beauty. We're going to receive inspiration. We're going to stand on something greater. There's going to be medical breakthrough that's going to bring economic growth. Whew. There's going to be creativity stirred up in your people. And, God, even if we don't have the wisdom and insight, even if we aren't the carrier, we will be great encouragers of hope. We will surround those. If you have a business right now, stick your hands out. Ha. Ah. And if you're near one of those people with their hands out, put your hand on them because we're going to work a two-tier system. First, you with your hands out, you're going to receive creativity. You're going to receive revelation of how to do this and cause this to thrive. And if you've got your hands on someone, you're going to encourage them and speak hope. And, and don't let a negative word come out of their mouth. 
Fool. You just made yourself an accountability partner there, right? Fool. Speak the truth into him right now. Thrive. Ha. Shoo. Because we consecrate. We're not consecrated to the world market. We're consecrated to the kingdom. Your business is consecrated to the kingdom. It will it will thrive. It will thrive. You know, it's always it's always my great pleasure to to lead people in prayer and to be able to recognize what's in store for us. I go to Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven and twelve. For I know the plans I have for you, the Lord, said the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's often quoted, but the very next verse is, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Father, we just just thank you. We thank you because you have blessed this nation. You have made this economy the greatest economy in the world because we have looked to you, your plan, your future for us. Father, through our heart, through what we, we, we believe in you, we fall into the place of being able to trust you and trust your outcome and trust the desires of your heart for us. Father, we just accept that. Father, we rebuke the enemy. We rebuke all of the negative. We rebuke all of those people who are trying to take away the glory and the grace that you have in store for us. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for letting us be a part of that direction, a part of being outcome-oriented, seeing the desires of your heart for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I think we're about to to go for harvest as they come up. Um, I just want to share this. I was thinking on it today. Um, There's a virus we don't always talk about, but it affects the most people. There's 3 billion people in the world that have it. His name is Jesus. And it's always terminal. It kills the old man, and a new man comes out. You're a carrier of that. You understand? It's... The gospel is spreading amongst the nations like crazy. I just read something the other day. It was uh, 10 billion Muslims are estimated between 2010 and 2015 converted to Christianity. Um, You're a carrier. You're a carrier. Release the gospel. Hey, Lolly, can you just come stand up here and just give us us what's going on? I'm just going to pray for harvest. Ooh, Jesus. (laughs) The first declaration I want to make is this is not going to (laughs) affect the harvest of Texas State. (laughs) I'm not going to give much context, but I'm there every Tuesday and Thursday evangelizing, and it's closed right now, but I'm going to say right now it's not going to affect it. So right now I just, we just say billion soul harvest. Billion soul harvest. Billion soul harvest. We say, give us this nation, God. Give us this nation, Jesus. Father, prepare every heart just to receive the seed of the gospel. 
Let it be good soil. We're not soul winners, God. We're seed spreaders. So I just, right now, I just release, release hope into all believers. And I just release, right now, just any softening that needs to happen in hearts. Any preparation that needs to happen, we just release that right now. I just send ministering angels to the lost right now, the lost of the world. And I just call them in right now in Jesus' name. We just say right now, I just, we just pick up just a new evangelistic mantle right now as the church, the whole church, Big C Church, not our church. And right now we just say we have the authority over this world, over this nation, and we say yes to what you're doing, God, and we partner with you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right, well, we're going to end with this. Man, even when we plan to go short, we go long. So I just, I feel like the, the Lord just wants me to do the last thing, and man, this girl got something fire on her. If you want a prayer for souls and just to cast seed, just have her lay your hands on you. But uh, I just want everyone just to put your hands up. I just want to pray protection over you now. Yes. Holy Ghost protection. Su- yeah, supernatural. I mean, yeah, keep washing your hands. Don't, <laughs> you know, don't lick a dollar bill. I mean, don't do things like that. But Supernatural protection. Why? Because we carry the gift of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We're a temple of the Holy Ghost. So nothing unpure is allowed in the temple. I think that's why it got so good when we were singing holy, holy today. I felt like the Lord was just saying, I'm declaring my temples holy. I'm declaring my temples holy. So right now, we just I speak protection over every family represented in this room right now, over everyone who is a, who is a and a, just a, we don't have members, but just those that come here and give their life to worship you and love you. We pray that there would be a protection on their homes, just on their workplaces, on even even. Those around them in their ship are going to be safe because of the protection that they're carrying. I just I pray for those of you that need to be out there and in the in the world to to just be getting your job done and your and and specifically I felt to pray for those in sales. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I just hear the Lord saying, "Don't be afraid." So I just speak protection over all of you, and we say more of you, Holy Spirit, stirring up in us. We do. We bless our city. We bless all the other churches. We bless our government leaders. We, we bless the outlet malls. It's germ-free, so people will come shop there. We just we bless our region. And we say, devil, you may not be here. Get off our land. And so we bless you now in Jesus' name. I want to do something else, too. Uh, I, we 
are just super aware on uh, about just the online presence and and the people that we are reaching. And so, can we take one minute? I want yeah. you guys to pray at the top of your lungs for others. And I'm going to video it and we're going to post it, yeah. because that's that's just what's been on my heart all day long is the people that are streaming, the people that are on social media. They're looking for hope, and you are the hope this morning, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. So. Um, if everybody just come together a little bit more, just come up front. I, I want everybody in this shot, if possible. I'm going to video you, and we we're gonna we're gonna post it. I am amazed at how many of you are here today. Full of faith, we have a house full of believers, fearless believers. <laughs> you just go as I don't know wherever. Yeah, if you can, if you don't feel comfortable getting that close to someone, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just begin. Just go. Yeah, just begin. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just give him a shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. You won the victory. You won the victory. You won the victory. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Sickness has no place on this earth. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. All right. We are officially dismissed. I think we do have some altar team in here. If you would like somebody to lay hands and pray for you, please go for that. Don't forget your kids are next door. Um, those of you on spring break, have a fantastic spring break. You've earned it. to work.